gentlemen, this is the Hoopers Podcast. I am your host, the president of the Hoopers, the headband warrior, Ben Roberts. And my guest today is a man who goes by many names. Verbi Jr., Tom Gog, Tom Burgundy. It's Thomas Henry Verberg. Hey, folks. Yeah, happy to be here. I'm delighted to be here. I'm a huge fan. I'm a huge, huge fan. fan. Some of some of the less astute Hoopers listeners might be a bit confused, thinking, "Hang on, wasn't this guy, wasn't this Verberg chap on the Christmas special?" But you are uh, Ben's younger brother. I am. By better looking, better looking. By three or four years. Yeah, three years. Three years. So how's that working out for you? <laughs> well, I got better legs than him. Yeah, you can say that. Better, le- what better do you legs. Mean? I got better legs than him. Yeah, he, we, are, I, we always have a bit of a prank, like a personal prank that he's got. He's, he mean, better muscles. Better, better muscles. Okay. And he's got better everything else, presumably. Yeah, yeah he is. Yeah, upper better, body, too. Ben's got good upper he's, body. Yeah, but he's got his shoulders. He looks at his, He wakes up and he looks at his shoulders. Mm. He does. He's very proud of his shoulders. I've got very broad shoulders. He's also, he must be like four inches taller than you. Ah, it's not about, it's not about the quality, you know. It's all about the quality. The quality of the inches. It is. And you are way more ta- you've always been way more talented. Oh yeah. Yeah, that was that was one thing. Terry Chocolate Orange. That was a- I nearly thought of Terry Chocolate Orange, but yeah. I was trying to think of nicknames. But that was like when you were six. Yeah. Some beds, that was that was another one. Well that's yes. your nickname. Yeah. That's that's my new nickname. In uh, my old work. So yeah. Is that what people shout at you on the football pitch as well? No, they show a lot more things, but this is a family show. So it's a family it's show. A family we should, show. we should. It's a family show, and uh, that's, that's what this is about. You have, yeah. have invited a Hooper's family member. There is. It's all about bringing people together. You're not a Hooper's member, but you're a Hooper's. I am a Chamberpudlian. You're a Chamberpudlian, and when Ben moved away from Chamber, I adopted you. You did as a an emergency replacement. <laughs> I hope I fulfilled because big, well, big you, shoes, big shoes. You're just, you know, like today, for example, you're an hour late. <laughs> yeah, but you should always know this. I'm always late. You need to tell me an hour before I get to places. Ben was usually like 10 minutes late, which is frustrating because it's like, oh, Ben, come on, while he's, you know, doing his hair or whatever. But you are catastrophic. You're like all of Ben's bad traits times three but do i make you laugh that is one thing i come up with things well we'll see yeah we'll see you don't want to put too much pressure on the podcast so you grew up what's the name of, what's the name of the house you grew up in camera push 15 started Kreuz. 15 famous 15 started Kreuz. the it was like the place where everyone meets because it's right in yeah. between it like a hotel it yeah. wasn't really a house it it's a, like the last house before you get to the park you guys used to like come into my house, not even to see Ben. You just came in. You knew where like our stash was. Oh, we knew where the cookie jar. You knew was. where the biscuit barrel was. Mm-hmm. Come in, I would chat with Fion, and then I think you try and do that on the good side of it because you know he stole a stash of alcohol, and you know that's some very good nights. Mass- mm-hmm. Hey, big shout out to a Hooper member here, Ian Granger. Oh, okay. That got me drunk for the first time. Do you remember that? I must be about 12, oh, yeah, yeah, 12 yeah. years of age. When he put... What did he do? Put he Tia put Maria <laughs> in your fancy. In my baccarat. <laughs> he, he gave me a top shelf, basically, for all the things that he could in a baccarat. And I 
neck there, and then I was singing Take That on both your shoulders, I believe. Yeah, you were. I was. On the, jo- was on the sofa. <laughs> Wasn't that like, it was like Christmas Eve or it something? It was. No, because it was, it was after Year's a football Eve. training. It was just a, it was someone's birthday, I think. Yeah, it was some, it was some special occasion. Yeah. And you were, but you must have known what was in the drink. Nah, I was, I, well, not what, but you must have known that this wasn't your normal factor. <laughs> you were only like 15. Yeah, I was... Got taught to be a hooper quite early. But the important thing is that you had fun. I had fun. You had fun jumping on the sofa singing, uh, what were you singing? Roll the world. Roll the world. Yeah. Yeah, it's you're it's a big take that. The take that was always blazing from start to cross. Verbergs are very big on take that. I, have you seen them live? I have seen them live. Yeah. Yeah. My, since their reunion, presumably. Since their reunion. It was the, I think it was the Patience Tour. Do you have a favourite song? I have a favourite song. I know mine straight away. Never forget. Okay. It's just, when you see it live, it's incredible. It's, it's never forget is emotional, but it's a bit too, um, it's a bit like It's not you. For me. It's not very no, you. it's not. It's, it's not. too much going on for never forget. <laughs> you like more of a ballad, like a more of a... Yeah. Maybe rule Ga- the world. Guess which my favourite is. Patience. No. It's one of the old ones. Love ain't here anymore, you know. No, but you're, I do, I do yeah, like that Yeah, I know song. you like that one, because you've, you know, it's lady good. fronts you. Love ain't here anymore. That was good. I'll give you that. Yeah, hit yeah. all those notes. <laughs> we were going to sit here until I hit those notes. Now, my favourite song is uh, Back for Good. Back for Good is a good one. Really good Quite song. Quite emotional, though. But I always remember, because I remember even when I was little, when that song first came out, I remember thinking, this is a great song. It's a cracking song. And I've just never grown out of that. <laughs> I still listen to Take That Now. I go to work, you know, I was nervous, might have just had a new job. I still listen to Take That On The Way. What's your, what, what, when you were little, because I, I still think of you as that little five-year-old running around in, uh, you know, while we were playing football, you're on the side trying to copy us. What was your first ever, like, uh, Pop song you remember? Into Deep by Sum Forty One. Okay, it's not really a pop song. No, I I didn't like pop. Uh, maybe Sum Forty One was so popular. Forty One. I just, just I just remember things like Busted. I went to see Sum Forty One once. Did you? Yeah. Oh, that'd be incredible. But they played like all their new songs. They didn't play their old ones. I think Busted. I, that's the school discos. Yeah. 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 It's a very famous famous story about. Uh, I, do you remember my, have you heard about my bike accident story? I got, so ex- I got so excited to go to a disco, I rode my bike. <laughs> I rode my bike to the disco, which mm. started to cross to the school is like 10 seconds. America, America for two American listeners, a, a disco in Britain is what we call a dance. A dance, They say yeah. dance. And then like the last song you see that couple and everyone gathers around and mm. like, oh look. The holding hands. The Sundance formal. Yeah. Except it was just... Never had that girl. There was just a DJ in the in the corner and yeah. then we would... We were too busy going on our knees to bust it and rip, you know. Yeah, your bike, your bike, your bike accident, what happened there? I was on the way to a school disco and school I, was so in, so I was so excited to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I decided to go on my bike there, even though it was only like 10 seconds. You know yourself, it was like 10 seconds away. Mm-hmm. Perfect location. Well, perfect location to suddenly decide to bike ride there, even though it takes like ten seconds to walk. Mm. Went on, went onto the, went onto the road, just just a little road. Went back on the pavement, fell, handlebar stuck in my leg. Now, how does that happen? How do you get a handlebar stuck in your leg? 
when you're Tom Verbeek, these things happen. Yeah. Yeah. This it's twisted. It's the kind of thing that would I only happen control. to you. It's things that only happen to me, mate. Handlebar stuck. So you fell and then... The handlebar went stuck into my leg. Yeah, so you must have fallen because the handlebar isn't The bike sharp. was all over me. All over me. Yeah, I don't understand. I, like, I've heard that story a million times, but I still don't really understand <laughs> how it happened. The scalp tells you the story. But what happened? Like, you fell and then the bike fell on fell top on of top you. Fell on top of me and then this thing With went inside me. With such force that <laughs> it, 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 it gave me a hole in the leg. I totally understand. <laughs> and then some brown stuff was going on my leg and it was You're going to have to draw me a picture. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I remember that. And I was still fuming because I wasn't allowed to go to the school disco. Oh, yeah. If you miss a disco oh, back mate. in the day, you'd be fuming. Yeah. You know, it's the little things in life. If you don't make it in time for Titanic at the end. But you got a nice wheelchair out of it. Got a nice wheelchair. Got my mum chauffeuring me. Some right. nice wheels. Yeah. Had a lot of sympathy for a few weeks. There you go. That's right. Every silver lining. Every cloud. But I look at it and I still look at the frustration I had for not going to that disco. Yeah. What could have been it? What could have been? Your wife could have been at that My disco. My wife could have been at that disco. I could have made more slides. Sliding on her Sliding, knees. I love sliding. To be specific. Yeah. But still, for this. I still do this. Yeah. To celebrate goals. <laughs> I don't score goals, Ben. No, neither no, no, do I. No. I'm more of a sister. I always practice what celebrations I'll do, but then I <laughs> haven't used one in. About 15 years now. Since a day, me and my guy in uni, we practiced like joint celebrations. <laughs> we were both on the bench. <laughs> me and Luke used to practice like joint celebrations, but he was right back and I was centre back. Was that at like 2 o'clock in peep? Yeah. <laughs> so when are we ever going to use them? And uh, it never worked even when we practiced them. So. But going back to those great times with Canada, I miss living Canada. It is a shame that you're, yeah. you know, I guess you just weren't born with the same loyalty that I was. And Ben is off even further away. He has. He's just got a new house, Cushley. Oh yeah, you've house. been there, yeah? I've been there, very nice. Uh, are, you, are you confused why there hasn't been a house party that you've been? I am very confused, but I think the carpet is the biggest problem. Uh, this carpet. Kate. Everyone knows about this carpet. Come on, Katie. Yeah, it's the... It's I went not the, the end of the world. <laughs> a little bit of red wine. <laughs> Worst comes to worst, <laughs> you have to buy a little rug for the middle of the, of the living room. I, I, I think maybe Ben's like mentioned your parties. Maybe she's a bit like sceptical. Yeah. Well, did you hear what happened in Sheffield the other day? Oh, how was Sheffield? It was a mess. How come you in Sheffield? Who's in Sheffield? Johnny. Johnny. Johnny goes to uni in Sheffield now. And uh, yeah, if Ben's told Katie anything from that weekend, I don't think. She'll be rushing to organise a house party. Anyway, first uh, first podcast of 2018. This. It is. Ooh, big. We no are. Pressure. Yeah, we are now in a whole new year. Uh, even though podcasts have been released in 2018, this is the first one recorded. Because people don't realise that this podcast takes a long time to. The production doesn't just happen overnight. You think that. You think the pleasant jazz that the listeners are listening to right now just happens like that, doesn't it? I have a question, though. Uh-huh. You told me you hate podcasts. What got you to, like... What yeah, was I'm your, not a fan of podcasts. What got you to make a podcast if you hate... Because you've always told me you hate podcasts. You yeah. Hate, you hate people's opinions. Yeah. It's, it's awkward because uh, now that I'm in, like, I get invited to, like, podcast groups and stuff. I'm in a bunch of podcast groups. And they're like, oh, hey, you're, you're all, doing it for a 
popularity. Well, yeah, obviously. Yeah. But they're all like, oh, we'll listen to each other's stuff and we'll like, review. So I have to listen to other people's terrible podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, no offense if any of those. <laughs> no offense, but you suck. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure yours is great. I just haven't got Not around. Not as good as this one, I'm I just sorry. haven't got around to listening to that one. No. This is. Just, I, I watch this. But no, people text me every day like. Oh, um, do you want to review our podcast and we'll review yours? Because that's what you're on. I, if you get an iTunes review, that like bumps you up the iTunes mm. charts a bit. So, technical. So for I have to, yeah. So I have to listen to all these terrible, and they're all the same. It's just like you one political ones. Ah, oh, that must be dreadful. No, no, no. I haven't. I haven't come across many political ones actually. Don't worry. I was going to talk about. Welsh nationalists, but Fion told me on the way here that not to talk about Welsh nationalists. What were you going to say about I them? was going to say, I want the, how, I'm just going to have a rant about him. Of course. No. Well, how do you, is it, is it because of this whole right? I want to go, right, we were going to, halfway through, we were going to talk about what the noise is in life. I want to go right in now. I'm in quite a ranty music. I don't remember ever <laughs> saying we're going to talk about what a noise is well, in life. Well, Ben wanted me to say some jokes. I'm not a funny guy. <laughs> so you're just going to do the opposite. I'm going to do the opposite. I'll have the best day of my life and I'll still have something to moan about. Right. I have three things here. First of all, three I'll things that annoy you. That annoy me in life. Okay. Hotel rooms is one. Right. Right. Okay. So you pay a lot of money to a go lot. to hotel a rooms. Lot. Like a lot. I've just been to the Titanic Hotel, which is two hundred fifty whatever. First question: Why would you name anything after one of the most famous tragedies in history? <laughs> uh, that is a very very good question. If I, I have start, no idea. I was I would be asking why. If I open an airport, <laughs> I'm not going to call it nine eleven airport. No. That's just common sense. In what did you hate so much about Titanic Hotel? I guess we're not getting Titanic Hotel sponsorship. <laughs> no. What do you hate so much? Well, about I did. Titanic I did love. I, I did love your outside facilities, like your bar and stuff. But the rooms, the hotel rooms. The bar is outside. No, it's like it's by the reception. It's you. You whatever. Anyway, it is the milk you have in teas and coffees. Okay. Them no, little yeah. cartons yeah. that have three drips in them. What yeah. is the use of them? Yeah, but what do you want them to do instead? The amount of money you pay, yeah. Why can't they just have the courtesy to yeah. buy you a quarter of them pints? Because no. then they've got a. Where are they going to put it in the mini fridge? In in the fridge that you get in these posh places. Yeah, but then that doesn't the mini fridge work so that whenever you open it, there's like a sensor. How do they determine that you've only taken milk? You pay 250 quid and you get left with these little milk things. I know, the milk, you're right, the milk's not good enough. And you get these, you, but, you know, I like my cup of teas. Like, um, when you go to a night out in Liverpool, you mm. want a cup of tea in this Yeah, of course, of course. So, you know, I just don't get it. I think it's courtesy. It is. I feel like we can maybe meet halfway in that. So, like, there must be a some super genius out there is listening, thinking, yeah. I know how to fix that problem. For oh. such a nice, nice place, these places, it's just mm. basic. We want to hear from you at yeah. Hooper's Podcast on Twitter. How do we solve this milk crisis? <laughs> in the, this is my life problem. In the Titanic Hotel in Liverpool. Yeah. People probably listen to us thinking, I wish I, I had such simple, simple mind. Yeah. <laughs> right, what's your second thing? second one is... I'm going to have to think of something that annoys yeah. me. Um, people that are good... <laughs> People that are good. Why are you laughing? I haven't even started. People yet. that are good. At pretending they're doing something. 
People that are good at it. Good at it, yeah. Because what? Because you're bad. I'm awful. I will sit there and I will, like, get agitated. But this guy, like, there'll be a guy and he'll be, like, sitting around and be like, oh, pretend that he's doing, oh, good job. I'm like, he's done nothing for an hour. Mm. But the, Oh, my why, days. What goes. is it about? Why can't you do that? I, I can't sit still. What's the... Mm. Yeah, but you're not supposed to sit still. You're supposed to kind of tap at something, yeah. kind of go like this. Yeah, I reckon you're good at doing that. You can I, sit, you can sit somewhere, and you can be like, oh, yeah, "Well, I yeah. like to think I'm good at it." But when you're doing it, you're always kind of a mm. bit nervous. Like, I don't like someone is sure. Yeah, someone is surely looking at this, thinking this guy's <laughs> this guy's doing, doing nothing. nothing. He's robbing a living. Yeah, here. I've been really trying to practice my like face. I do when I'm like concentrate. Oh, I like. Do my eye, I like put my eyebrows up basically, and like put my hand on my face so that it looks like I'm thinking about something. <laughs> That's the key, basically. Think nice. it. You've got to do the thinking. So facial expressions. Yeah, it's not so much about the actions; it's more about the face you do. Yeah, what's three? Right, three is the gym. You don't like the gym. I don't like the gym. Okay. I like the classes in the gym, yeah. but I don't like the actual gym. Okay. One, people that walk on treadmills. Okay. On their phones, do, do, doing selfies. Yeah. People that are on the weigh machines and you're ready to go on it. Yeah. And they're on doing selfies. Mm. People do selfies doing on things. the weight machines. I know. Well, I and they're know. like, I'm in the gym, I'm look at this. And you're like waiting patiently. I don't mind waiting, you know. I'm yeah. in DW and it's you know, it's busy. I could count on one hand the amount of hours I've spent in a gym. In yeah, life. you've been twice with me. Yeah, you always, I barely you know. Yeah. You've You've been free twice with me. It's all come next time. Yeah, but I always, yeah, I never plan on coming no. next time. But people that walk, it really infuriates me. Do fit people walk in? Yeah. People do like interval training, I get that. But yeah. I, I mean, I'm tw- I'm going towards girls. I'm yeah. not, sorry. Yeah, ladies. I was envisioning it. Yeah. Just, just walk and I'm like, like, they don't want to be there. They're just being there for the sake of being there to show their yeah. followers. Yeah, if you don't it's... if you don't want to get fit, don't go to the gym. No, if you be... just want to have... Why not go for a walk? Exactly. Get some be- nice we'll fresh air. If that's all you want... Like mm. you said, if you're going to walk for two minutes, then run for two minutes, then, you know, that's something else. That's, you know, training your cardiovascular system. Yeah. But like, if you're just going to do the bare minimum, you can do that at home. My, uh, Doreen has bought a an exercise bike. Nice, anyone. Today we put it up, so I've been, uh, you know, pedaling on it. <laughs> Is that what you do? Yeah. <laughs> you pedal. In front of the television, we put it in front oh, of the television. There you, go. you can watch your pointless and you're chasing. I was watching, yeah, loose all women. sorts. Yeah, you, you I did watch Loose yeah, win- did Women that. on it this morning. Yeah, I lost that on my lunch break. Uh, yeah, what a terrible show that is. It's terrible. When I watch British TV, I think, how can that... Surely I can get a show yeah. on, on here. Yeah. I can email... Who do I have to email? Like, look. Especially it's daytime teams. Who did the dishes? Who what, what, Who goes up and thinking, what a name of a program? Who does the dishes? <laughs> it's embarrassing. But some of the some of the comedy on the BBC as well... The Young tr- Dublin is doing Homes Under the Hammer. <laughs> Things like this should not happen. I like that though. <laughs> Do you like that? I think he's a good fit. <laughs> Why? I don't know. It's just he's, not, he's a bad commentator. Yeah, but mind. every now and again you see one of those things of like, oh, he used to be a, he used to be a goalkeeper, and now he's like a. Who's that guy? David Ike. Do you know him? No, I don't. He used to be a Premier League goalkeeper. Now he's a. Uh, 
Like he tours the world doing conspiracy talks. Oh, that's that's the amount. He like writes books saying that the queen is a lizard and stuff like that. Anyone can do that. Well, paid for that. Prove it. Prove it. I'll, I'll prove it. If you can write a better look, I've read your dissertation earlier. <laughs> it's good. You can barely write. I can. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, it was a good dissertation, but your sentence structure needs work. Nothing wrong with having dyslexia. I got a two-one though. Were you Were you getting uh, dyslexia helping? Uh, yeah, through your well, your mum's friend. Yeah. Oh, you didn't see. Uh, maybe that's the problem. Here's <laughs> the police. Like, you didn't tell your mum for this. Not quite. Dull, I really. paid hundred pound for that. Did you? I did. Yeah. Why? Because that was, I used to pay hundred pounds. But it didn't come through the uni. You just have to pay hundred pounds, and obviously they still fail me because I still can't spell. <laughs> no shame in dyslexia. No shame. No shame in general. If we if we had one message to the Hoopers listeners, it's in 2018. It's hey, you haven't got to be ashamed of anything. Be acceptable to everyone. Well, what? Well, except well, for murder. Yeah. You should be ashamed of yourself. Being quick to judge. I think that's I think that's an important. What to be shameful of? Yeah. I think quick like you just look at someone you have a lot of people nowadays are very stereotypical. <laughs> like well, like the football hole. Didn't you just judge them? What? Didn't you just judge them? No. As stereotypical. Yeah, no, I mean like no people being stereotypical. Like you look at a person what? you look at a person. And they stereotype someone. That's not being stereotypical. It is. Stereotyping them. Ste- yeah, right. People who stereotype. Yeah. People who are prejudiced. That's the one. That okay. The word and what for. don't you like about that? Is when people just like, I'll look at you. Mm-hmm. I'll be like, I'll look at you. Mm. Like, you're up to no good. Mm. But then you look deep, deep, deep inside. But what's the, what's the problem? The people just quick to judge. Yeah, but what what problems? Because the media influences. Like I think everyone just because they look at things on the media, they just think that oh, because this guy does this. Yeah, but I mean, you you said just now that you look at me and think I'm up to no good. Yeah. So what what harm has been caused by you thinking that? That I'm labeling you. Yeah, but what? Who cares? Well, you start to spread. I can spread that around, and then you make a, a false, a false impression of you, and then you start to spread it around, and it's like, well, that's not very true, is it? Yeah, so what? Yeah, I've well, never understood that. Of like, um, if someone th- like if someone thinks you're lazy or something, as long as like a potential boss doesn't think you're lazy, mm. who who cares what other people think? You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, I was I was thinking more like groups. I was like stereotyping groups. Groups of people. Groups of people, yeah. And what, what's the harm in that? Well, not everyone's the same. But so, give me an example of stereotyping like, a group. Um, I I know this is quite deep, but someone <laughs> it's deep. Why are you laughing at me? This is what I mean. It's definitely not gonna be deep. But it's like people with learning difficulties. Okay, learning difficulties. Not everyone ha- just because they have the same learning difficulty, they shouldn't all be treated the same. I okay. think it's some people have, you know, people they have, have different characteristics. They label them <clears> to saying they can't do this, they can't do that. Right. But they have their own personality. They have their own traits. Right. They learn behaviors. Mm. I find when I hear in the streets, unfortunately, I say. <laughs> You know, they're not on the streets, that's, that's word saying it wrong, but when I hear it, 
yeah. out in society it's like they label them to be like they can't do this, this is the barrier they can't do that right yeah but no so you think it creates a mental barrier yeah mm, maybe I said I think I think you picked a good example mm. so well done Tom it's 2018 what does that mean you know what that means the year of the cat it was the year of the cat no I don't know I just no I just year the monkey elephant that's It'd be something like that mongoose. Yeah. <laughs> I have mongoose you, in my I head. almost thought you said something else. It's a family show. It's a family show. The mongoose. It's the time of change, 2018. It's a time of change. A time change. to make changes. Time to make a change. Oh, I didn't sing. <laughs> nowhere near. I sang it because I thought it was Take That. But no, it's Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson, it? you're a disgrace. It is a, it's the kind of song that Take yeah, That would have sang. Would. It's very cheesy. Very. It had the same kind of vibe of instruments. Instruments. Oh, I just bought uh, tickets. To see Michael Jackson? No. <laughs> Stereophonics in Rex. <laughs> Not even take that. Not even take that. Okay, yeah, Stereophonics in Rex. Didn't you buy those like a month ago? No. Thought I did. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I looked at it, bounced back. But yeah, okay. Bought but you bought them, you're excited. That'll be I'm good. Present. I like Stereophonics. Yeah. There was a second time ago. Very underrated singer is that, um, what's his name? Kelly. Kelly. Jones. Kelly Jones. Kelly we'll, Jones. We'll name him Kelly Jones. I great, think his name. Great singer. He's got that <laughs> thing about his voice. So yeah, congratulations to him for that. I like, um, well, handbags and glad bags. Handbags mm. and glad. Handbags and glad bags. Handbags and glad rags. And glad rags. Have a nice day. That's always nice day. that's always on my iPod that I run. And that never fails to mm. lift you up a little bit. Yeah. I like. Uh, I always ask for Dakota when I'm on ho- on a uh-huh. on holiday. Uh-huh. When I get drunk, I, I say a lot of good ones. I ask for a Welsh song. Mm. I was listening to the the best of with Kelvin in the car mm. on the way somewhere. It's a feel good for a He's game. Got, they've no? got yeah yeah it is. Mm. They've got more great songs than you remember. You forget how many great songs they've yeah. got. All music so much better. Than you. Well, I think. I think there are still there's there's just more music now in general. But I mean, awful new music. Yeah, but I mean the percentage of awful music is higher. Yeah. But um Like this Raksu, what on earth is that? Raksu Raksu, this X Factor winner. Oh, I don't know. I understand a word it said. I listed on the way here. I don't know. I understand a word a word that they said throughout the song. The only thing I heard was Shakira. Oh Shakira's that in was it. it. No, they just mentioned her name throughout oh. <laughs> the song. It was just a random Shakira. Yeah, I don't like when people do I think that. a lot of people agree with me that are listening to this <laughs> will not understand a word it says. I'll put a poll up on Twitter. Yeah. Does anyone know? Could someone help Tom? Do you have Twitter yet? I don't have Twitter. Support the podcast. I support you through Facebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. You like the links, don't you? I like the links. I try try help out. Are you gonna try harder? to help the Hoopers podcast in 2018. I am. I'm going to get Twitter. That's going to be my New Year's resolution. New Year's resolution is an important part of any new year. <laughs> have you got Have you got some New Year's resolutions? I got some New Year's resolutions. Well, good, because I asked you to prepare, <laughs> I asked you to prepare three New Year's resolutions. So the first... I wrote some in the car on the way here. Wrote. Wrote. The first podcast of 2018, and you have... Some things you want to do differently this year. 
I want to do things differently. You want to start fresh. That's what January is mm. for. Fresh cut rosemary. So number one. <laughs> yeah. This is going to surprise you. Okay. I want a tattoo. Uh, but what's always put me off? Okay. I don't know if you see my dad's tattoo. Um, it's on the right arm. I was going to say it's on his yeah. arm somewhere. It looks like I it, can't remember what it looks like. Though. It looks like a deflated armband. <laughs> okay. It's, it's awful. It's it's embarrassing. A deflated armband. What yeah. you mean, like a swimming? It's, yeah, armband. swimming armband. It looks okay. like a deflated swimming armband. It's just it's a it's a mess. Why is it like orange? <laughs> it's just it's black, but like it's just everywhere. It's all right. Uh, yeah, so, so what do you what well do you I need to big up myself because I <laughs> because I don't know, I'd be quite hypocritical of me having a tattoo now because I think you need to have quite bigger arms to show up to uh-huh. to have a tattoo I think. I think okay. it shows off better. So Or you could just not have one on your arms. I won't wear one Okay. I need to cover it on the top obviously What's it gonna be? Um I have been looking at a few, it's gonna be obviously tribal, so we'll, we'll it's see. It's gonna be tribal. Yeah. Do tribes mean a lot to you? They do. Yeah, any particular tribe? I don't know. <laughs> I only look at the designs. The Zulus. Zulus. Um, I don't know most tribes. I just like the tattoo it makes. That's it, sorry. Yeah, that's Not okay. That that's okay. That kind of fits in with, uh, you know, I have uh, I have three New Year's resolutions as well. You have three? I only have two. You only have two. I think so. Yeah, you literally to. told me about ten minutes ago you had three. Yeah, well, one's not good enough. <laughs> one's not even. Uh, I don't know. Uh, why don't you say your second one? Second one. Yeah. Be very, very pleased. Okay. To be more organised. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Did you just get that from Google? <laughs> no. Well, it's I. Go- very, it's very deep. I googled New Year's resolutions. There's oh, all yeah. sorts of ones like that. Can you cut that one out then? <laughs> <laughs> Was that your one that wasn't good enough? Yeah. No, that one's fine. That one's fine. Okay, be more organised. What, at work or just every day? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> clean your boots for football. It's important to clean your boots for football. It is. Mental, mentally, get yourself ready. Do your routine for a football game. Mm. If you have your routine, stick to it. Don't listen to anyone else. If you have a superstition, you keep to it. Yeah, and number three? Number three. Do you have a number three? Oh, yeah, I do have number three. Okay. It's travel. Okay. I want to travel. In any particular direction? I, um, I want to, because of my, I'm working Monday, Fridays now, I'm going to do a lot more city breaks on the weekends. Right. Because I've realised, I've calculated that going just on a mile <clears> to Liverpool, you can spend... Probably like two weekends away abroad for mm-hmm. the same price. So I'm looking places like Budapest. Budapest. The whole Krakow looks incredible. Uh-huh. I want to go to Amsterdam again. I would like to go to Amsterdam. You would love Amsterdam. Well, yeah. You've never been to Amsterdam? Never. That's a crime. I know, I know. It's a massive crime. I've, I've always loved Holland as well. I always mm. supported Holland in the World Cups. Yeah. Well, I've got to respect my ancestors. Mm. I've got to respect the people. Yeah. yeah. Uh... Oh yeah, Tom is Dutch, by the way. One eighth Dutch. One eighth, crazy Dutch. That's another nickname. But the one eighth is stuck in your surname, didn't it? Uh, would you like to hear my three New Year's resolutions? Not really, but you can tell me anyway. Be more polite to strangers. That is a massive one for you. It's gonna really change my that life. That's gonna change your life <laughs> because the perception I get of people when they meet you for the first time, especially my uni friends, is mm. it. 
he's really stuck up. <laughs> and you're not posh at all. No, I'm not posh, I just don't. No, I just you, don't they have tell much. me, I have to explain to them you're not stuck up. They don't... think you live in this bubble that you think you're better than everyone else because you don't talk to them. Yeah, I just don't. I just don't have much time for anyone. But give you a quad vod, then you can talk to them all day. Yeah. Uh, Big shout out to Paddy. I, so that includes smiling, eye contact, and using words like golly, golly, and gosh. Oh gosh. Okay, gosh. I don't get golly. Using like less threatening. Yeah, language. gosh. Oh my gosh. Because yeah. I think I think I I come across as a bit spiky sometimes. Yeah, you are very. You just opinionated. So I need to I use more warm language. I don't know what Ben I get. Yeah. <laughs> when I see you. That was too deep. That was very deep. Okay, number two. Speak slower and use less big words in order to appear less intellectually threatening. In what sense? Is that to catch a girl? Or is it no, just, just not scare off strangers? Just in general, I think I could do with slowing down my sentences. It helped me a lot. Just do a little pause after every few words. What's got in you thinking like that? Just think it's just think I had to come up with a New Year's resolution. <laughs> <laughs> and number three, uh, become an art connoisseur. Wow, that's a big one. Art is cool, thus making me cool by pretending to like it. Yeah, that's telling a girl you want to go to an art gallery. Maybe for most girls, that's a that's a tick tick. And I just think art in, in general, general is is, is very mm. cool. I mean, I don't I don't know the first thing about art. I, no. know, I like two artists. I don't think anyone goes to an art gallery that knows much about art. Do you want to hear my two favorite artists? Go on, Francis Bacon. That's a cool name. Yeah. That's a lovely name. Francis. You just Google that. No, it's, <laughs> uh, he's my favourite... Uh, bacon. Favourite <laughs> kind of bacon. And David Lynch. David Lynch. Those are my two... Both f- British? Francis Bacon, I think, is, br- is British. Both absolutely crazy. Modern? Art? Francis Bacon is dead. David Lynch is alive a bit. So- somewhat alive. Maybe he could sense him. Alive with the glory of love. Sense painting. Mm-hmm. It's going to start this weekend. I'm going to an art gallery with Ellen, Ellen Davy. Oh, sorry in the gym. My pal. Did you, did you say hello? No. Why? Because I was sweating from head to toe. Did she see you? I think so. It's one of those when you look at each other and be like, you're too far away. It's Both Shandag van... Shandag van, yeah. Old residents. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she... Did she live in... No, she lives in a normal Shandag van. Normal Shandag van. Yeah. Well, she is my favourite resident of normal Shandegram. I bet you American listeners, I'm really apologise. These places, people from Anglesey don't even know where these places are. Oh, people are... Stick in the woods. People in North Shandegram push, though. People in North Shandegram push. And here in Shandegram. No taxi, you can tell taxi drivers that. But that's another story. Yeah, Ellen does like going to the gym. But you know what's one letter off gym? It's gin. Oh, it's a gin time. Well, gin time is the best time. Well, I mean, I wish we had a nice bottle of gin here. And if I had my pick, I would pick Blue Slate Gin, Dinorwig Distillery's Blue Slate Gin. Burgeoning beneath the ominous slate quarries of Dinorwig, Dinorwig Distillery have created the perfect gin design, mixing heritage and traditional design with a sleek image to produce a high quality spirit. Perfect for those nights in alone staring hopelessly 
at the washing up from your seat at your cold wooden kitchen countertop. Ingredients such as coriander seed, Welsh oak bark, rhubarb and Welsh heather honey are sourced locally in Dinorweg or the surrounding Snowdonia oh, mountains. Respect the local produce. You yeah, have got to respect that. local. You do. If you like drinks cut with Dinorweg Distillery's own mountain water well, I know you like that. I love that. And bottled on site, then Blue Slate Gin is the drink for you. Love that. The juniper berries availability in the UK is very rare and so the distillery are forced to import their juniper all the way from Macedonia. Wow, so this is limited stuff. And you it's get very, it right here in the podcast. It's a very special bottle. If you would like to help with the restoration and conservation of juniper in Wales and across the UK, the Hoopers podcast urges you to visit plantlife.org.uk to see how you can help. I know you care a lot about I juniper. Care. I do. Blue Slate Gin by the Norwig Distillery. Intoxicants made stylish. Very stylish. I mean, it sounds great. It sounds awesome. If only. If, if only. If only we had some gin well, from the Norway. Well, I'll tell you what, Tom. I've got a special 2018 surprise for you. You haven't. We do oh, have yes. the Norwig Distillery's Blue Slate Gin right here. I'm even breaking the cold of drinking on a Friday. A lot of my friends will know. Oh, yeah, yeah the drink on a Friday. Well, yeah, we'll just have a little... Oh, that is a special one. Why don't you tell the listeners, hold it in your hand, tell the listeners what you think of that. That is an absolute corker of a ball. Beautiful, and it comes with a cork. It does come with a cork. Do you see what I did? I'm... It's beautiful. It is beautiful. Do you know what? You'll make one happy, happy, happy. I'm going to glass it. one day. There's your glass with lemon in it. I asked Doreen to slice me a lemon. She put like four slices in each. So we're just having a little bit because we both got football games tomorrow. Oh, and got refereeing in the morning. And I'm doing a banger tomorrow night. Well, you going out here? Yeah. Here we go. Incredible. Thank you. Listen to that fizz. So this is what we do, Tom. This is what Google tells me. We cheers. And then we stick our noses in it, smell it, sniff it, and then we throw it back. Okay. That's how you taste gin. That's how we do it. You ready? Ready. Yachida. Yachida. What do you think? That is, I'm not saying this because this is the nicest gin I've ever had. It's very nice. That's very, very. It's a, ri- it's a. Ri- it's 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 easy on the mouth. Yeah, it is. It's, I thought it'd be a lot stronger than that, but it's, no. It is, forty-two uh, percent, I believe. Forty-two percent alcohol, made in Wales, Gwynaid and Hymry. Do you think they do that in the new cocktail place in Manor Bridge? They should. They we should. should have a word. Mm. What's the cocktail place in Manor Bridge called? I don't know. It's awful. I'll have to look it up. Yeah. I wasn't a big fan when I went. No. But if they had some of this gin, I'd definitely go back. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's a quality it, gin. Maybe I'll tweet them. Yeah, this is be- Blue Slate Gin. Gin Chechen Lass. Yeah. It's Respect a- the local produce. And not only does it taste fantastic, you, you you know it's coming from a great company because they've been nice enough to... To let you have to try some. donate a bottle to yeah. the Hooper. Thank you very massive, much. Massive, massive shout out. Massive, massive thank shout you. Massive shout out. We'll have to return the favour. To Dinarwig Distillery. Yeah. Well, we'll try and get them we'll try and get their buzz up a yeah. bit in North Wales. They're available in what's that shop? Pringles. 
They should they should go to Pringles. They should be available yeah, in Pringles. You know, I'm not that's sure where that... the tourists go. That's where yeah. That's where they should start. I like I uh, they'd fit in perfectly in Pringles as well. I know that they're available in what's the shop called opposite the old Blockbusters. Oh, I know it's new, isn't it? It's the wine and yeah, it's, yeah, a, it's a wine, wine world or yeah, something. It's a wine world, something. It's whatever it's wine. whatever it's called. Yeah. It, she emailed me the lady who does this company saying it is available there and sporadically other shops. We've got responsibilities now to pick up this. Yeah, place. we're going to be tweeting, emailing all sorts of companies, asking them to stock this. Mm. I'll get Twitter just for this course. I think your mum would love this gin. My well. film would love this gin. Yeah. It's a shame we didn't get it sooner because Ben wanted to give it to her for Christmas. Oh no. Yeah, well, I might not. She might turn out to be a whole colleague, some things like this. <laughs> when, when's her birthday, Fields? April. 10 days okay, after so mine. coming up. Coming up. Coming up. Just when we finish this bottle, she can have that empty bottle as a present. <laughs> <laughs> she can have a tease. <laughs> well, this is what you could have had, but you know, we drank it, sorry. It is a bit. Be- no, seriously, we urge all our listeners. To look up Gin Lass, the Nordwig Distillery. It's beautiful, beautiful thing. Heard it, heard it first from here. Heard it here first. You're dyslexic, yeah. Right, less gin talk now, because you know, you sounded like alcoholics. Now we're going to get into some more serious yeah. stuff. Now that we've had a glass of mm. adult drink. Yeah. We're going to, now the, the jazz will get slightly darker. It'll start, you know, some trumpets are coming. Not trumpets, but like, you know saxophones mm. because we're gonna you're a, an expert on football hooliganism i am indeed that's yeah. what you wrote your dissertation on yeah. was it interesting to write? it was very interesting it was, i struggled to find a topic it was a good read i read your dissertation earlier it was uh yeah very mm. very, very interesting uh the progression of uh over the years yeah. do you want to i've got a little paragraph to introduce it yeah and you tell me as the expert Anything that I've should have said that I've left out. Oh, actually, this isn't a. This isn't. A, this, isn't <laughs> this, is, this is about football. Sorry, folks. I know, but this, this podcast is a lot about football. Yeah, but it's not. This isn't about football. This is so more much. about society. Yeah. This is a. It's like a pressure yeah. that people. Because I think both of us have lived in America for for periods mm. of time, and uh, I found I don't know about you that when I was in America, people talked about hooliganism a lot as a, like a, a British thing. Yeah, they, it's like, oh, you're British, you drink tea. Mm. Oh, you play cricket. Oh, are you a football hooligan? So it must be like a recognisable yeah. cultural stamp. Well, I think it's a world thing. Well, yeah. I don't think it's just America. No, no, yeah. I think they, they class yeah. because of unfortunate events like the Heisel, mm-hmm. Hillsborough. They do think that Heisel was one of the the worst stadium disasters, mm. and then Hillsborough, as you said, was kind of the end of. Is that fair? Yeah, it was. It was the last straw. It's, yeah, I think. the straw I think, that broke the camel's back. That's when they had to introduce. The yeah. So sorry, this paragraph is about Hillsborough. Hey. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, so Hillsborough, Hillsborough Stadium has been the home of Sheffield Wednesday Football Club since 1899. After World War II, the stadium became one of the most respected grounds in British football and was often chosen as the venue for big cup games which needed to be played on neutral ground. This was the case on the 15th of April 1989 when Liverpool and Nottingham Forest met in the FA Cup semi-final. 
By this time, football hooliganism had become a major problem for British police and the British government to deal with. The English press began to report on the phenomena in the 1960s as the supporters of football clubs would come prepared to fight each other as their respective teams battled on the pitch. Gangs of hooligans, known as firms, began to form, easily attracting membership from disenchanted young men who were suffering from rising unemployment, poverty and crime rates of the post-war years. British hooliganism became known as Britain's disease. Such was the problem. That's that was very good. to have a sip. Yeah, I have more. I haven't even got to Hillsbury. Fair yet. play. That's, this is a this hell is of very a, good. It's yeah. very good. I can't fault this. I wrote this before I read your thing as well. Did and, you? Then, and then I read your thing as all the same stuff. So. In the days preceding the FA Cup semi-final in 1989, many experienced police officers were suspended in the West Yorkshire Police, including the superintendent after a new police recruit was ambushed, handcuffed, stripped and photographed by experienced members of his own force as a hazing ritual. It's quite incredible, isn't it? Mm, it is. This left only inexperienced officers in charge of policing the football match who had zero experience in dealing with a sellout football event. Before the match kicked off, Lappings Lane West End stand became incredibly crowded with Liverpool supporters. Mayhem at the turnstiles outside the ground led police to open the gates and let fans in unstewarded, which made the crush in the central pens much worse. Pens had been introduced to Hillsborough in 1985, meaning that the supporters couldn't move sideways or onto the pitch and were effectively imprisoned in the crush. The match kicked off but only lasted six minutes as the crowd climbed the barricade spilling onto the pitch and stopping the match. However, many of the fans were not so lucky. The crush continued as the cameras continued to roll on the scene and helpers desperately tried to carry unconscious bodies to safety. 96 deaths were eventually recorded. Liverpool fans were initially blamed for the disaster for the drinking, fighting, urinating on police officers and even pickpocketing the dead bodies on the pitch. Although blame was later placed at the feet of the police. The entire disaster unfolded live on the BBC to a horrified watching British audience. Did I leave anything out? No. I tried to be as yeah, thorough as was, possible. That was pretty much the dissertation. Sorry, in like, sorry for that monologue. <laughs> that was pretty much a dissertation yeah, uh, I watched in the, an overview. But I watched the Hillsborough documentary, yeah. the BBC one, and um, yeah, just wrote down basically what they were uh, yeah. what they were saying. So Hillsborough was it was a huge event. It was. And after that. Basically, well, maybe we should talk a bit about how hooliganism started first. How did hooliganism well, start? 60s, 70s, 80s? Yeah, well, they say it, people have different opinions. You mm -hmm. know, people say late 60s, people say late 70s. But the, <clears throat> the society changed and the reasons why. So, obviously, unemployment in the 60s and 70s were a sky high in places like Liverpool, Manchester. Mm. So, it used to be a working class, working class game where, you know, these people in the stadium safe but you know there was riots but yeah again it was quiet but then in the 80s you had the super hooliganism uh -huh. you know that's when like clothes the media was getting involved so like they were you know they're like, labeling the clothes thing the being clothes the thing yeah people, the, the supporters people, used to was, go to away matches in europe and steal from expensive shops yeah. and then wear them as like a badge of honor mm. and look out crazy. So yeah. the the skinheads, which were the cockneys, they'd have the certain clothes mm. from these European places. That'd be like a symbolic value to them. 
but then people like Liverpool try and steal that because they know that's theirs. So clothes in the eighties was such a big factor. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like the Crips and the Bloods. Isn't yeah, it? it's like a if you've got a certain uniform, it's going to become mm. a whole thing. Think about how important like Nazi uniforms are. Yeah. When really it was just you know they just picked whatever uniform they wanted. Mm. Now you like can't wear that uniform because it's so symbolic of Nazism. But like the, the instance, like you say, Hillsborough and Heisel is because there was no, there was, they didn't really see it coming. Heisel, what happened in Heisel? Heisel was in Turin in Italy, where Liverpool and Juventus were playing. European Cup final. European right? Cup final. Was it a final? I think it was a final. Are you sure? Yeah, I think it was. Might, I think it might have been quarters. Anyway, sorry for the listeners if, you, if I'm incorrect. I think it was the quarters, semi-final. I think it's the final. It's but final. I well, no. I mean, we'll see, won't we? After, we'll see. When we publish that, <laughs> I'm meant to be a local fan. If I'm yeah. wrong, I'll just edit this whole bit out. I was arguing about this. This this journey strong. That's that's what. That's what we'll, uh, yeah. Then the local fans obviously had too much to drink. There was cans everywhere, and they were drinking all day. And they were just too much to handle. And things they, started flying. Yeah, things like fl- chairs were flying, causing riots. This is in the stadium now. This, this, no, it's outside the stadium. This right, is in the yeah. daytime. Yeah. This is this is not even. They're not even got to the stadium yet. Yeah. And then um, the local fans got into the away side. So like the, That's the in Juventus. The stadium. Yeah, in the stadium, they got into the Juventus side, and then obviously crowd trouble, and then. Yeah. Yeah, I should really look up a documentary about high school because I've seen some good ones. Very I know, I kind of know the bare bones of high school because I think that was the optimum of football hooliganism. That's when yeah. it struck. Mm-hmm. I think because Hillsborough, we should clarify, Hillsborough wasn't uh, really an example of hooliganism, although it was no, initially it, well, like you see today, it was, it was quite a controversial where people blamed the fans, some people blamed the police, some mm-hmm. people blamed safety on the you know the stage of being built I must, incorrectly i must say i don't really blame anyone <sighs> because these th- i these think th- it was just a perfect storm of mm. things just came to get yeah. you know all the bad stuff kind of you know football fans all the football jigsaw fans. pieces you know, fell into yeah. a horrible place i think blaming blaming local fans was wrong i think that was that was a well it's, it's i think just, it was an easy way out i think but I think it's because they were blamed for specific things, mm. like the pick. You know, if anyone pickpocketed a dead body on the pitch, that's horrible. Yeah. But then, like, where did that? I, so it came from the fact that some of the bodies were found without wallets, mm. and some of the bodies were found with like ten wallets. Yeah, I know. Which means that one of those bodies with ten wallets must have been a pickpocketer. Yeah. But then. They had an inquest and then they found out that that wasn't true. So no. like, there's a there's a lot of stories that just didn't would, add up. Yeah, but then why would why would someone make that up? They yeah, there's a lot of stories unfortunately that got made up and it's just you know, that's why they were fighting for justice now because there was so much stories. Yeah, but I out. still don't think we really. We, no, it's one of those things yeah. we'll never really know no. what happened, which is kind of beside the point. If you know one or two in the crowd decided to, you know, take advantage mm. of the situation or. Urinate on the police officer, like I said in my. But you know, something small of, could have 
really started. Yeah, the I'm whole sure, thing. Yeah, I'm sure there were. You know, there was clearly some pushing and shoving. Yeah. In the BBC documentary, you can see like the crowd were unruly. Mm. There were, it wasn't a riot no. by any means, but it was. It was a typical away end. It wasn't. It, it, was. it, it yeah. wasn't exactly well-behaved fans, no. but it was. You know, a, a rowdy crowd. But do you think that there was not enough police? Well, no, there wasn't. Then. But no, I mean, who, that's that's why they. That's why we're saying. You should have thought Heisel's the optimum, but they didn't learn from it, did they? The policing should have been really concentrated. Well, I mean, that was yeah. In I such mean, a big game. Yeah, but I mean, who's, whose fault is that? High. Whose fault is that? Well, it's society's fault. Society for society should be clicking on to these things for not having enough police officers. Yeah, to, to, to not. But I mean, what if those police officers just aren't? They just don't exist. That many police officers. They do. Oh, they didn't have the. It's like I said. Oh, yeah, they're not the especially yeah, I can't, the, I can't the guy who was in charge of the superintendent that day, or like the stand-in superintendent, had never uh, organised yeah. a, a football match before, yeah, or never officiated a sellout match before. Yeah. No, definitely nothing like, you know, a, the fifty thousand Liverpool fans that turned up, or whatever it was. And it was a horrible, you know, obviously 96 dead people is is huge. It is. And uh, alarm bells. Because it was a fi- five years that they were banned after Heiser, weren't they? They were banned from competing yeah, in Europe. Yeah, for five years. Yeah. So you thought that after that, you would have thought really that it would die down. Hooliganism. Yeah. Well, hooligan- hooliganism still yeah. somewhat exists. Because it's, because, uh, well, what obviously by research that was because it was such a working class game football is obviously as you know and everyone knows it's a very expensive game mm-hmm. like you can't just go hop on a train and go watch a local match no you're thinking 100 quid you know that's for, for cities like Liverpool Manchester mm-hmm. working class people that love their club it's just not affordable anymore no it's a shame because you know that you're taking away their club you're outpricing them of course they're going to be angry yeah. of course they're going to cause riots in the pubs because they're unhappy to see their beloved team play. Mm-hmm. That's why you get these things now, because they're getting priced out. You that's know? why you're getting. It's one. even little things like they, you have to sit down in football matches, in big games when emotions are high. It's yeah, little things like that do get a bit. I think Liverpool are more. Uh, they're, they're more strict about that kind of stuff than, yeah, than at yeah, United. I think, at, at yeah. United obviously I'm a United fan, I go to United games. They don't really, I've n- I rarely see a steward tell anyone to sit down. Mm. You can pretty much, I've stood up for the whole game at a United much before. Yeah. I think I think midweek I have stood up. Yeah. When it comes to Premier League, it's quite strict. Maybe it's a bit more. It, it usually depends on the occasion. Like if you stand up for a whole Man United versus Burnley game, the stewards are going to be like, sit down, mate, you're the only one stood up in the hole. You know what I mean? Uh, would you like to watch a thing? I would like to watch a thing. It's it's somewhat hooliganism-based. Okay. It's the highlights of Manchester United versus Benfica, 1966. Wow. So, uh, this is, is... I wanted to show you this because it's funny to me that like a, a, like a mini riot happens at the end with like a pitch invasion. And uh, it's funny to me because the commentator starts commentating on the fighting. <laughs> Must have been a bad game. It just made me laugh when I heard it. I just, I just thought, no, it was a classic game. It was uh, the first glimpse of the world at the legendary George Best. 
educate me. George Best had been playing for Manchester United since 1963, since the age of 17, and was regarded as a top prospect at the club. However, he waited until United's European Cup quarter-final against Benfica in 1966 to truly announce himself as the most gifted player on the planet. Since television coverage of football games was limited somewhat during the 60s, it was the first time that many of the viewing public had seen him play. The match was played away in Benfica, Portugal, who themselves boasted icon Eusebio. Oh, what a, yeah, I've heard about him. And still, the Portuguese audience were audibly shocked at what they were watching from George Best, who was 19 by this point. The commentator, Kenneth Wolstenholm, repeatedly exclaimed, What a player! I'll try and do the book. What a player! Throughout the game. And the Portuguese press dubbed him O Quinto Beatle. Translation? The Fifth Beatle. The Fifth Beatle. Because you know the Beatles yeah, has yeah, four yeah. members. Due to his Beatles haircut. Mm. As soon as the final whistle went to signal a 5-1 win for United, with Best scoring twice, the Portuguese fans swarmed onto the pitch to try and embrace Best and grab his shirt as a memento. A minor brawl broke out, which the commentator proceeded to commentate on. Involved in the scuffle were trainer Jack Crompton and goalkeeper Harry Gregg, and Harry Gregg had famously dragged Sir Matt Busby from the burning wreckage of the Munich air disaster eight years previously. Wow. Harry Gregg was the, the, the hero of the Munich yeah. air disaster. And Bobby Charlton, he so, yeah. Harry Gregg dragged Charlton, Busby, and like eight other people, a woman and her child. Unbelievable, uh, you know, unbelievable hero, Harry Gregg. Do you think that the role as players, they should have a say in, in like, they? do you think that footballers are poor role models? I think they are. I don't particularly think... I think they should promote that, yeah, football is getting too expensive now. It's getting a bit silly that they should promote, you know, these these fans are just not able to afford, like, players should be, I don't know, should, something needs to be done, I think. I don't think it's really down to players to do yeah, it. Yeah, but they they have a responsibility as well. And I know, loyalty, there's no loyalty. But what would the players do? They can just, I don't know, they, they're the ones that are like, who can, who can make some, who can make a difference? Well, the owners. Yeah, but they're not, they're not football. They're usually like Ar- Arabian people. Uh-huh. Oil. I was, I was going to be racist for that. You're talking at the start of the podcast about not stereotyping people. <laughs> now you say, oh yeah, all owners are Arabs. It's this gin, yeah, it's this gin. Let's watch this 1966 Manchester United vs Benfica. It's just the highlights. Here comes Best again. What a player this boy is. He's got another. What a Pouring onto the pitch as the whistle goes for the end of this match. A superb performance by Manchester United. And their fans stream on to the pitch to congratulate them. One or two Benfica people trying to rough up the Manchester United players who are running now for their lives. A great performance by Manchester United. And Bobby Charlton had the shirt ripped off his back. And down goes Jackie Crompton, fell by a blow, and... Yeah, that's what I was talking about, basically, just the commentator saying, And down goes! <laughs> it's so dramatic. It's great. Oh. And I loved how in, in one breath he says, uh, 
a superb performance by the Manchester United players who are now running for their lives. It's like they're getting run over by a train. He's like so blasé about it. And we get Michael Owen and Robbie Savage. (laughs) Yeah, it is sad. But I mean, you still get some great commentary. I've started listening to Andy Gray a lot now. Where is he? He's on BN Sport. BN Sport. It's like the... I think it's the Al Jazeera. Uh, it might be American or it might be like, uh, some, like Saudi Arabia or somewhere. But I do, I I go on YouTube and, and Chris listen, Kamara, listen to what he says afterwards. Ones. Yeah, but he doesn't come come to on the big ones. No. Yeah, I love Chris Kamara. I swear he robs a living. But there are some good ones. Gary Neville's good. No. Uh, I think Carrick is pretty good. He'd be good. <laughs> Cheers, man. Well, let's just try and figure this, but finish this podcast first. Yeah, I have to. I have to actually be a football player first as well. And it starts tomorrow versus Kamerpush versus who have we got tomorrow? Valin Helia. Valin Helia. I was going to say Chamberis. I don't even play for you. I know more about your club than. Yeah, Valin Helia away in the cup. I played on three G tomorrow. Have you heard about? Have you heard about Bangor City FC? What? Uh, they haven't <laughs> they haven't paid their bills and they're like half a million in debt okay the chairman's resigned uh, there's no they can't open up the changing rooms uh, people that want to <laughs> use the 3G have to pay for the lights and the actual facility what, the so, they, so it's their lights bills that has yeah, it everything so how we, haven't we got a game on there on Sunday no next Sunday the 27th okay and what are we going to do about that? We'll have to figure something out. No, the uni will pay for that, won't they? I don't know. You thought so. Well, it's only a, yeah. a little league, so... Yeah. Do you want to see Paddy on tomorrow night? Um, do I want to come out tomorrow night? I want to see if I can get some work done first. Because yeah. I've been saying for the past three days well, that I want, to, I want to start my essay. And I have yeah, I want, to be, I want to be in I want to be in by midnight. Okay. So just, 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 you know, up a banger and then... We'll see. Yeah, we we'll like see. our rascal football. Text me tomorrow and see what I'm. See what kind of mood yeah. I'm in. But football first. Football first. Football comes first, yeah. and then uh, being polite to strangers. Being polite to strangers is very important. You, oh yeah, you I can might. test it out tomorrow. You can't test out what's a very happy for my. No God, no. No, <laughs> I don't, don't think. Uh, Do you want to uh, listen to a thing? I want to listen to a thing. Depends what it is though. It's take that. No. Yeah. That's why I lured, you in. I lured you in with oh some take God. that. Oh my God, you have just made my day. I don't know if you, you might have heard it before. I know every song. Oh, okay. This, uh, this is Waiting Around. Hmm, are there new ones? No. No? Waiting no. Around, are you sure? Are you from Take That? Yes. It's not, it's not Take That. This is Take That. Waiting Around. Yeah. Did you just lie and said that you'd heard of it when you hadn't? No, I said, is it one of the new ones? Because there's a few new ones I don't know. This is their first song they ever did, basically. Oh, I'm not going to know that. Take That, formed in 1990, and were initially named... Take That. <laughs> they were initially named Kick It. Oh, God, that's worse. Kick It! Yes, you can, sorry. All but one of the band members were teenagers, recruited to attract a young female audience and to accentuate Gary Barlow's natural songwriting talent. The recruitment proved fruitful as Take That went on to achieve seven number one albums in the UK as well as being named by Amazon as the top selling musicians of all time. That sounds pretty spot on. 
This song was released in 1991, so before you were born, as the B-side to Do What You Like. Do you know that song? Don't know that song. These songs, I've got the CD for it, but I always skip it. So it's written and sung by Gary Barlow. The lyrics focus on the allure of love and the struggle between self-control and desire. That sounds very... Yeah, they're... Good, yeah? That sounds good. So yeah, so why don't we listen to that? Be good. It's quite. It's funky. You know, it's, it's funky. It's eighties kind of vibe to it. Joe, you know we should do. If I join Shama next year, yeah. we'll. Uh, <laughs> next we'll, year, what use are you going to be next year? Next year, we'll uh, we'll look at the old videos of Take That Dance Moves. Have you seen them? They're cringy. No, They're very cringy. Well, I bet you. We'll reenact one. But this is this is in their first. Uh, this is. The first song they ever recorded, maybe. What did I say it's called? Funky. Man. Waiting for you. Something? Waiting around. Waiting around. Here's Waiting Around by Take That. Joking, I hated that song. How did they make big from that song? I did, I it, it, it was my kind of song. It felt like, I'm um, gonna lift you up, yeah, it was very similar, very similar to yeah, that. Yeah, very school. Well, that's the 90s, don't it? I guess. Who sings that? Uh, Phil, no, Phil Collins, no, it's um, that's who kind of love. Oh, who cares? George Michael, well, as well, as well. definitely not George Michael, it's the ginger fella. <laughs> Don't mean to stereotype, but no, it's, it's a ginger. Um, no, I I like it. But you still like take that. That's still like that's the main thing. That was still, before they were still finding their groove back then. What's the name if you if you like take that? They should have like a it's like a name. Oh, like a or like yeah. a believer. Yeah. Um, you can't really do it with two words. Can you take that? Take tick 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 Surely have one. Losers. <laughs> you can't really say that because of else. I'll bleep it out, yeah. Bleep it out. It's time to go. Time to go. It's time to go it's home. It's emotional. Do you want to hear my impression of Danny Dyer? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, <clears throat> Danny Dyer. This is proper doing my nine. That was terrible. That was terrible. That was terrible. That just sounds like you're having a stroke. <laughs> well, it'll have to do, won't it? So, uh, do you want to say, say good night? Good night, folks. Be emotional. God Hope bless. You all have a great 2018. Yeah, and ask yourselves, what can I improve about myself this year? Good night. Yeah. Good night, folks. I'm all alone every night. How I moan and how I fight those big city blues. But no one smiles to help me chase those big city blues.